Hello everyone, welcome back to Pod Save Africa. It's PSA Sundays and uh, it's post-Thanksgiving and as I got to sit down with my family and my loved ones, reminiscing on the many things I am thankful for this year, uh, it did not miss me that I'm very thankful for Pod Save Africa. I'm incredibly thankful for the hundreds of you, soon to be thousands, actually in some cases thousands, of you that listen in every week and follow it and reach out to me on the various media and really, really even care about the continent. Um, thank you so very much. Um, as we get the opportunity to be thankful, let us not forget those who have had difficult times. I'm specifically referencing the uh, bombing in Egypt in which uh, hundreds of people unfortunately lost their lives. Uh, please do not forget to uh, keep them in your thoughts and prayers and do all you can to assist organizations out there that are working through helping those people. Um, today, our episode is going to be discussing uh, Uganda. I have a fantastic guest on me and a good friend of mine who is going to be talking about recent events in their politics. This episode was recorded um, during my brief hiatus, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy um, the discussions we have and the uh, knowledge that was dropped in the episode. Uh, this is your host, I can't do early, and please enjoy this wonderful episode. Bye. to Pod Save Africa. It's your host, Akande Adirili, and today I have another wonderful guest. Oh my guess, how wonderful actually, but this is another particularly wonderful guest, <laughs> and we're going to be discussing very interesting things um, today. So, uh, Adora. Hello. Madam Namigade, how about you, you introduce yourself? Okay, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Yes. So, my name is Adora. We're actually in your house, but... Oh, okay. that's true. Yep, yes. we are sitting on my couch as we speak. Cool. Yeah, so my name is Adora. I'm Thank you for having me. Oh, okay. 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 Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, go. Okay, so basically, my name is Adora. I'm mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a first generation American. My mm-hmm. parents were both born and raised in Uganda. All right. So when you run for president, you're like, I'm a child of an American. <laughs> Be like, I'm the best of both worlds. I'm the best of both. Right. And see if people accept that message, right? Yes. 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 Populism. Yeah. Most. And I work for an NPR affiliate called WOSU in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm a news reporter. She's a real one. Always looking Unlike for some people. <laughs> <laughs> no okay. fake news coming from no, me. All no, true news. All true. Straight truth. And I'm just here to inform you. Okay. You know, properly. Inform. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you doing this. No problem. Um, all right. So. Thank you for having me. Okay. Once again. I will let you, I will let you have the last laugh. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the country from which you are from. Um, you're born here, but you, you, you know, you stay close to the ground. Exactly. You're a daughter of the soil. As it, as exactly. It I mean, all of my heritage is in Uganda. My family mm. all lives in Uganda. So it's a very important part of my identity. Fantastic. No, I've never lived there. Okay. And how about you tell us about Uganda in your own words? Um, I know... 
let's start with the let's start with the overall profile. Let's let's imagine that somebody who's mm-hmm. never looked at a map of Africa and even when they've seen one, it's only like the the silhouette that's just in all black or like that's how a lot of people right. That's Africa how, right I know, now. I know. So how about you tell us like you know the straight facts? Where is it? Absolutely. How many people are there? What's next to it? What colors is going to the people there? Right. Just like general facts. All right, let's go. Okay, so Uganda is in East Africa. Mm. Okay, the equator runs through Uganda, and it is a landlocked country. Okay. Okay, we have the DRC to the west. Mm-hmm. We have Kenya to the east. Mm-hmm. We have Tanzania and Kenya to the south, mm-hmm. and Southern Sudan to the north. Okay. South Sudan, I should say. South Sudan. Yeah. Right. Right. That's what they call it. Um, so there's like 41.49 million people, according to the World Bank. What, okay. The yeah. World Bank never lies. I took some good stats down here. You took some, okay, good. Mm-hmm. So the population has grown a lot because in 1950, mm-hmm. there were only about 5 million people. Boy, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Eight times the size in uh, like 50, 60, what? That's Six, what it says on the World Bank data page. So yes. I was like, wow. Y'all people need contraceptives. We actually um, are the most fertile... <sighs> Now, I can't, it's really hard for me to say this okay. without attribution right now. Okay. But I did read before, I would have to find an article for you. Okay. That Uganda is the most fertile country in the world. Fertile. With a-, a woman averaging about seven kids in her life. Uh uh. Seven. 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 Average. Average. So that means there's more. And less. So yeah, we are very fertile. So that could okay. be an explanation. All right. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So we have a significant young population. The whole continent okay. does, but right. in Uganda, it's like I heard like fifty percent of the country is under like fifteen or something. Yeah, like exactly under that's fifteen, amazing. uh, forty-eight percent. So yeah, okay. just about fifty percent. Then that's a stat from twenty fifteen. Okay. And then there's another about fifty percent of people who are between the ages of fifteen and sixty-five. So like very few seniors, a ton of young teenagers. Of young people. Right. And I'm interested to see, by the way, what that's going to mean for our future politics, yeah, for business. And, you know, it's a lot of young people. And given the current debate, mm-hmm. that debate seems so unusual now, doesn't it? Right. All right. All right. That's we'll, true. We'll, that's we'll get point. into that. We'll get into that. Only a small segment of the population, or only one man. Don't don't spoil it. Oh, Jesus. we'll get into okay, it. That's okay, that's true. Sorry, all right, all right. So let's let's put let's talk about some history, right? Okay. Um, Let's talk about your independence. Absolutely. Um, you have an interesting set of recurring scenarios that occurred after Uganda gained its independence. How about, how can you talk about those things? Yeah, so basically, you have the first prime minister, Milton Nabote, okay, mm-hmm. and Uganda gained its independence October 9th, 1962. So we right. actually just celebrated the 55th. Anniversary, but thanks. It's kind of bittersweet, you know. Bittersweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he was the first prime minister, and King Mutesa was the first president. But that was more of a ceremonial role. Right. It wasn't like really a thing. Right. Um. And he was an actual king, right? Yeah, he was an actual king from the mm-hmm. Buganda Kingdom. And then something that's also important to know about Ugandan politics mm-hmm. is just kind of the relationship between the tribes, especially the Buganda. 
Okay. Because that's the biggest, most powerful, most influential tribe. Okay. And in fact, Uganda is named after. Uganda. That's I, what's so I was like, it's, it's <laughs> kind of I see what they did there. Just took out the boo and made it Uganda. That's that basically. Like, how do we name this country? It's like, what do we do? What do oh, we just oh, name it after one people. group? Right. But I wonder how people feel about that, honestly. Uh, because a I'm a Muganda, so. Oh, I so you ain't got like, no problems, really. Okay. Honestly, I don't. But, like, if I weren't Muganda, would I be like, okay, why and, is this whole place named after this one group? What percentage know. of the population would you say are of your tribe? This is a great question. Okay. I can find the answer. You can't find the answer. And tell us momentarily if okay. you would like me to do that. You know what? I will add that into the notes after I do <laughs> okay. okay. We'll we'll talk about that later. It's okay. But it is that. the biggest. It is the biggest. Is I know biggest. that for sure. Okay. Yeah. We have at least a plurality, if not okay. majority. All right. Of the population. So now let's talk about one of the most famous gentlemen in your history. Um it's not I'm not going to project onto you. Sure, sure. But how, what are your thoughts? Uh, actually, tell us a little bit about Mr. Idi Amin. Absolutely. And, um, so, and, you know, just give us some context and then tell us how you feel about him. You know, Idi Amin is definitely infamous. Mm. And a lot of people, when I tell them I'm Ugandan, they're like, oh, Idi Amin. Right. And it's kind of the first thing that they think of if right. they don't say Joseph Kony. Yes. Okay. Okay. So... He overthrew Obote's government mm-hmm. um, January 25th, 1971. 1971. And then he ruled straight to the date. For eight years. Straight to the date. Straight facts. Okay. Until 1979. All right. Okay. So he was a dictator. Mm-hmm. He is famous for, for example, expelling Indians from Uganda. Yes. There was a point where he said, hey, every Indian in Uganda, and a lot of them made up the middle class right. and were the business owners and right. people running shops and stuff in the country. He was like, you have 90 days to leave. You need to get out right now. Wow. Um, so that destroyed a lot of businesses. And then Makerere University it used to be the top university in Africa. Right. Um, when he took that over, that yes. started falling down. Right. So there are a lot of ways and different facets of the country that kind of went down with him. If you can put it that way. Even in just eight years. Even in just eight years. Okay. And that impact, you know, still has to last today, I think, just because he killed so many people. Yes. Like hundreds of thousands of people. 500,000 about. Um, yes. During his regime. So, yeah. That would be a fairly sizable war. Yeah, fairly yes. sizable. Okay. So his reign was only ended, like, after the Uganda-Tanzanian War. Right. So Tanzanian soldiers came and helped out. Right. Ugandan soldiers when they overthrew him. But then, that's because Uganda attacked Tanzania first. And it, it that's true. That's it, really, true. it didn't really pop off for them. That's okay. true. I mean, yeah. it's pretty bad, but. All right. Okay. So. Um, then Abote came back. Then Abote. Wait, it's round two. They didn't kill him the first time? Nope. Look, he got. Nope. He got okay. overthrown. Then. Um, yeah, then Amin came. Then yeah. Abote came back. Okay. But his second reign is kind of more notorious than his first. How so? Um, so basically during his second reign, a lot of people died. Again? Again, a lot of people died. Was it his fault or was it like randomly? Well, it kind of was his fault. So there is a Uganda Bush War. Okay. And then that's kind of when Museveni, that's when you start to see. Museveni, right. That's, that's our, sorry. That's our guy. That's our guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Before we get to Museveni, there's another famous gentleman that I'd like to discuss. Mm. Um, the infamous Joseph Kony. Um, if you guys, my listeners, remember, there was this whole Thanks. craze in 2012 to get Joseph Kony because he was using child soldiers 
Um, it was a very fascinating social media. It was one of the first really viral, viral things, right? Everybody. No, was, that's true. Honestly, yeah, that's a good was, point. Right. Like, we didn't know what viral was so, until Joseph Coney. Yeah, which is, you know, cringe a little bit. But, yeah, <laughs> but, really cringe. Because I was in high school, okay? Right. And right. I went to this really white campus in high school. Yeah. Oh, I was in high school. Snap. Yeah. Man. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot I was in high school. At I went all. to this majority right. white school and everyone okay. was like, Joseph Coney, do you know him? Right. And I was like, no. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Thanks. Did they give you wristbands? Coney 2012. Exactly. You'd think he was running for president. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Coney 2012. <laughs> You're like, wait, who? What does God know? Right. Like, why are we acting like we support you? Right. Right. And I think at the end of the day, what was it that happened that the. People who were actually running the organization who made that. Super oh yeah, the Invisible powerful. Children. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard it wasn't all above water with the organization, and then it eventually fell yeah, apart. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, one of the guys who founded it, I would have to Google his name. Yes, he was arrested for. For you know, kind of showing his genitalia for, out in the streets. You 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 said kind of like you were gonna hide. <laughs> <laughs> you just like said it. So, my dude was beaten up in the middle of the streets. <laughs> I thought you were gonna like find a way to just to just <laughs> to censor it a little bit, but yeah. I mean, I tried by using that term. You okay, know what I mean? good. Do Genita- people... Genitalia. That's, exactly. Do people that really is say that? People don't really say that. So, I don't. I'm... Give me some credit. Okay. Good job. Good job. Uh, <laughs> genitalia. All right. Um. So next up. So actually, so the other thing, the other takeaway from that as well is how powerful a story is, especially because a lot of us eventually have to tell stories especially if we're interested in bringing some form of improvement and if you if you look really pay attention to how they leverage a 30-minute story literally that was pretty much all they had that Mm -hmm. one documentary that just kept going around was well produced well put together but they told such a palpable story that even like people like me i was like man i was like i know about this stuff like that you know i had a general understanding of it i wasn't ignorant to it but i wanted to help in one way or another but, you know, leveraging a, a good story, especially for big causes, yeah. if we're able to do that, um, it's, it's just a, it's a good takeaway from a wonky situation. That's honestly a really good point, right? And as a journalist, that's something I strive to do every yeah. day, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is like, where's the heart to this story? Because that's really what touches people and is what makes people remember and okay. want to do something, yeah. you know? I don't want to take notes. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll take notes later. Um, <laughs> all right. So, I want to take notes when you speak too, so I will uh, Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. All right. So, prior to the, prior to, so the final thing prior to hopping into Mr. Mr. Vanny is your refugee intake. What a lot of people don't know about Uganda is that of all the countries in the world, y'all been killed, like, y'all mm-hmm. been killing it with this. Like, yep. you guys have provided safe, Havens for mm-hmm. up to a million people. Yeah. One million. The highest intake in the world. One million. Mm-hmm. And some countries, I'm not going to call names, be gagging over like a right. hundred thousand. Right. So, and this is a much smaller country with much smaller, a smaller much capacity. capacity. Yeah, to do so. I mean, that's just a degree of benevolence that is particularly unusual because they don't have to let it happen, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like they've been, you know, they had no choice and these refugees just right. walked in and whatnot, but um, I just find that very impressive and, and just a good, healthy takeaway that, you know, in some way and to a good degree, if you really pay attention, Africans have always been helping themselves mm-hmm. or and helping other people as, as well. Um, any thoughts? 
because I feel like I was saying stuff. And it was I like, mean, I love what you said. That's absolutely true. Uganda has a very high refugee intake, especially with the conflict with Sudan. Yep. Um, which is very recent. So yeah. Right. So that's, that's one good thing we're doing. Okay. Good job. Good job, Uganda. High five, us Woo! Good job. Good okay. job. Okay. okay. Not that different. All right. So. And also, I'm a journalist, so I can't. Also. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Do you have lots of like strict rules? You can't even like. You, they can't even give you like a cup of water if you go to their office because you can take water. Okay. Um, you can take anything that they would give anyone. If that makes sense. Uh, so like, if any receptionist would offer you water, I know right. you can take it. But anything I, more than that, it's unethical. Yeah. Okay, I completely even in my industry too. I work in construction, so yeah. with public officials, you can't take. Mm. You, know, you can't give or take anything. Right. Exactly. Um, Don't give gifts either. Yeah. Let's just say. All right. So um, now. To the topic of the day, um, this has been kind of all over the world in in a weird way because of the it's been highlighted by the fighting, right? Yeah. Um, the fighting in Parliament, which is not unusual. I know people are like going crazy over it, mm-hmm. and people are like, I saw this video that had like a top ten of fights in Parliament, mm-hmm. and they weren't. You know, it's not unusual if you look at it, in U.S. history too. Mm-hmm. Back when they were in early democracy. They used to throw them hands. They used to see what those hands could do. They, those That's to, true, actually. They used to slap box the hell out of each other. That's, that is the truth. They'd throw chairs. They'd wave flags. So nothing here is new. Not here to play games. There was only one new thing, though. There's some dude who gets on the table, does a spin before doing the fly kick. That, that shit. Was some high. Wow. That when I saw golden. that video on Twitter, I was just at work, like, going through my emails, you know. <laughs> and then my brother sent me a link to that video, and I was like... What? You got the what is happening right now? Okay. Oh. And I was trying to pay attention to news in Ohio, but I was, oh. I really just wanted to know what was going on. Yeah. And UG. Like the spin move, yo. That, yeah. That was some next t- level. T- that was. Are you Michael Jackson? Are you in <laughs> WWE? We don't even know right now. You you just mixing right? it up. I respect that though. Like, hey, why just jump and kick somebody when you can spin? Exactly. Throw in a spin. Throw in a spin. I all right. That. All right. All right. Now let's let's yeah. get serious now. The fight was over presidential age limits. Exactly. Right? Yeah. What is the what what's tell me the details. What's going on with that? What's going on? Absolutely. What's happening? Okay, so let's kind of walk back here to the current president of Uganda. Mm-hmm. His name is Yoweri Museveni. Mm-hmm. He is currently seventy three years old. Right, seventy three. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next presidential elections are in twenty twenty one. Okay. And right now, the age limit to be president of Uganda is seventy five. Okay. So oh. the idea a lot of people are thinking is, if they, you know, kind of remove this age limit, mm-hmm. then he'll be eligible to run for president again. And in twenty twenty one. Which has precedence because he has been president since nineteen eighty six. Oh, what? Yeah. And from what I understand, they removed the term limits first for him as well? Exactly. So that was in 2005. It's okay. called the Constitution Amendment Act. Um, and a lot of things happened with that. It made Swahili the second official language of Uganda. It made a prime minister, deputy attorney general. But one of the main things that happened was it removed term limits completely. Jeez. So that was going to be his first roadblock right. in not running for president anymore, but that was removed. He's able to continue to run and win elections. Okay. And does he win by overwhelming amounts? Usually about around like 60%. That's really strong. But then it's also a matter of are these elections fair? Are they right. balanced? Because mm-hmm. there are people in opposition like 
John Bessie J okay. is a really good example. He was the main kind of opposition against the NRM, which is the National Resistance mm-hmm. Movement, which is right. his party, right? Um, for a long time. Okay. But he would just like randomly be arrested. Um, or there would be attacks on his home, right. and that would just happen throughout the years. And that's honestly a common thing with anyone who is in opposition to them, so, who has power. Right. So they're effectively leveraging their position. So they could be fair elections. Right. But they yeah, might not be they, fair elections they might either. Not be. There are indicators that show that they that might not be the case. Exactly. Um, and let's take a profile of this gentleman himself. Um, so you said he took power in 19, what, In 86. 86. Yep, so he overthrew Obote. Okay. For the second time, right? So, so Obote is the most unlucky person. Like, <laughs> what did this man do to these people? I hit overthrow my man over and over again. Overthrow twice? Oh, oh Isn't God. that embarrassing, though? I mean, <laughs> shouldn't like, that say to you, though, that people don't like you? I know, but, like, still, like, if you're gonna dictate, dictate, right? Like... <laughs> Shore up your shit, man. Like you don't get overthrown once, you get back into this shit, and then get overthrown again. That's true. What? Oh Pretty my god. Okay. Pretty, yeah, that's, yeah. That's unfortunate. When you put it that way. Yeah, I just thought I just wanted to put a thought out to the bands. Like, sure. I'm sorry, man. Like, like just, a bote, what? Life has not been fair to you. But but yeah, continue, continue, continue. Yeah. So he overthrew Mr. Obote. Yep. Yes. So yeah, with Ugandan politics, it's always a matter of who overthrew who. Okay. And that was the latest. Hmm. So that was right after the Ugandan Bush War. Okay. And when he first came into office, interestingly enough, people around the world thought, wow, Museveni is the answer. Museveni is going to be such a solution. He's going to be such a champion for democracy. Mm-hmm. Western leaders were saying, this yeah. guy. Does that remind you of somebody change. else in some other country? Africa. Uh, I'm not going to call yep, no names. Yep. I ain't uh, going to call know, no names. We both know. Yep. I ain't going to call no names. Damn Rwanda, I ain't going to call yep. no names. Oh, just. <laughs> <laughs> Rwanda. <laughs> my chest okay okay yeah let's get back to it sorry yeah so everyone was like wow Museveni is going to be great and actually he wrote this book called what is Africa's problem early on in his presidency which I read and I was looking for it before you got here but I don't know you have it it. I have it yeah you are about that line aren't you and he (laughs) continue continue he talked a lot about how we need term limits we need people to get out of power we need people to be willing to give up their wow. power. Wow. And I was like, huh. What hmm. happened? I just kind of want to mail him a copy of that book. That like he wrote. They remember one. Right. Oh, you know? man. But yeah, so that's what happened. And um, Uganda introduced, Uganda Parliament introduced a bill in September to okay. remove the age limit. Okay. And that's why that brawl happened. I see. And, and then let's talk about the breakdown of the parliament, right? It's so I would imagine that NRM owns about sixty percent of the seats, whereas mm-hmm. the uh, hodgepodge of opposition people own the remaining forty percent. Right. Okay. So, and then the other question is: I figured this would be a fight along age lines. If you're much younger than seventy-five, mm-hmm. you're like whether or not this guy is in my party, he should he should get out. Right. And. If you're older than that or nearing that age, you're like, I want to have a shot too. So, and if it was a fight between old people and young people, it wouldn't have looked that way, right? <laughs> I mean, shouldn't be young people like, win. Like, no, definitely yeah. the NRM supports this measure, it seems. Most okay. of the parliamentarians who are NRM support this bill. So he has pretty much 
just un, unrivaled party loyalty. So whatever he says. Exactly. His party is very loyal to him. Okay. And why, why do you think that's the case? Do you think he just makes them have a good time? It's a good question, a honestly. He must be loyal to them back. <sighs> yes. I would yes, imagine, yes, you yes, know? Yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's fascinating. He's been in power for a long time. Mm-hmm. Nobody's tried to take that. I mean, your early history shows that coups were like, it was like back to back to it's back. It's always coup. Always. Always. But none has I not I never in his case too technically. What do you mean? Yeah, because he overthrew Agote, so right. But did somebody? I'm wondering. Oh, why else is yeah, that's to, true. Right. I mean, here's the thing. So the Bessie J guy I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. would kind of he was someone who would have been seen as like the main contender for that position. Right. If anyone were to beat out Musabi, it would have been him. Okay. Um, but he's not really in the limelight anymore. Hmm. I'm not sure what he's up to, but he's not out in the public sphere as much. Okay, he's getting older too, though. Right. I mean, first of all, both these guys are so like, and they're so. Come on now, yeah. like it's. And I, do you worry that sometimes the extended duration of power starts to erode initial intellect or morality? Absolutely. However? Actually, there is a popular saying in Uganda, in Tebewoma, it means the chair is sweet. And it's just like, when Ooh. you've been in power for a long time, you get attached to that power, and it changes your mentality. That's so important that mm-hmm. the chair is sweet. Yeah. I feel like putting that on my wall. <laughs> no, but seriously. That, yeah, that's, but that's and the same. And you guys have that as a cultural thing, that yeah. that is something everybody understood. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that there hasn't been some form of cultural revolution against? You know, yeah. honestly, my theory is, just looking at my family's experience, um... Mm-hmm. I have an aunt, for example, who was a refugee for four years, and no one knew where she was. My own father had always wanted to come back to Uganda after his studies in England, but his family kept saying, oh, there's some sort of political turmoil going on right now. Just extend your student visa and get another degree. Like, don't come back. Right. At the time, she wanted to come back. Um, but it just seems like people are tired. Honestly, people have been tired. And it's like, okay, yeah, Museveni is imperfect, you know? extending the um, term limits, getting rid of the term limits, rather, trying to exchange the age limits. But, like, at the same time, do we want to go through another coup? Because that's what we yes. always go through. Right. Like someone else. And especially if you've had a an initial past of extremely, I mean, Idi I mean 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then a guy that seems like he's killed much less than that. Mm-hmm. Does he seem quite... Exactly. In comparison, yeah. I mean... Huh. The, the question then is, are there any positives about how he's ruled over these 28 years? I mean, one thing I always mm-hmm. find incredibly odd and fascinating about African leaders is that yeah. when they stay for extended periods, they're much less likely to actually have lasting impact. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. they don't have any things that they've done, and it's like, oh my god, this right. guy put this into place, this thing's working like now. Like, you're awesome. Right, right. Exactly. Like, these people, essentially, they build their legacy, destroy it, do a little bit of... <laughs> yeah, they they just, they build and destroy their Build and crash, that's right, true. Right, right. And at their own hands, nobody else had to do it for them. Yeah. So, like, you know, is that... Do you feel like that's the case with him? Is he doing anything that appeases the general population other than mm-hmm. not killing them? That's a really good question. Yeah, I think he's just been able to maintain a sort of tepid peace, if you will. Okay. Um, hmm. That's a really good question. I know. I'll be coming with the good questions. Hmm. I'm sorry. I wish I 
I just need to like turn the gears on that. That's fine. That's fine. We I can we, we can come back to that. Thank you. Um. So now I have a, another question. Given that your I'm sorry. Okay. Now, given that your your country has had um violent pasts and um difficulties with with leadership let's put, let's put the quotes sure. that way that's uh, uh, yeah difficulties with leadership um is there a peculiar relationship between the army and, and politics because I noted that um apparently in that video when the parliament were was fighting apparently the, the one of the I think the video that went viral went viral because apparently the army was sent in or some function of the army was sent in to arrest some people and then everybody just started fighting for some reason. Yeah. So is that, how does that, how does that operate? The, the... Definitely a good question. There's definitely a sort of contentious relationship with the army and the people. Okay. Um, there was a time, I don't think this is true anymore, but when I was like 15 years old and I was visiting Uganda, my parents were always like, don't wear, like, army things. It's, like, disrespectful, you know? Yeah. Uh, But like I said, I don't think that's necessarily true right now. Okay. But, yeah, they have a lot of power. They are in line with the government, typically. Uh, So they're, by the, do they have any independence from Museveni? Or is he, like, top honcho, all that? He's top honcho, and then his son is um, a high commander in the London Army. And the, oh, so that's how you mm-hmm. lock it down. You thought you were like, I see. All right. Yeah, and he rose through the ranks relatively quickly compared I mean, to other people. Now. He's a son of the president. Um, okay, so let's get optimistic. Why don't we? Let's let's turn the let's turn the page. Um, inevitably, the sun rises in the morning. Is the saying somewhere? In Africa, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but it sounds. Yeah. Actually, no. I think that might be a, a Nigerian a proverb in one of the Nigerian languages. Oh, love it. So it's Africans a, coming through with the proverbs. I know, like we'd be so. Can I say? But yeah, I know, but but like, it, it basically means that at any point, no matter what, things will get better. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that. Let's take a break. Whoa. That, was, that was a really weird segue, but it kind of worked. I like it. It kind of worked. I liked it. Okay. Liked it so let's take a wow, break. that like really woke me up that was, and just. That was you asleep? <laughs> I was not asleep. I was high and alert. That's... But it's like I just had an espresso. Okay. okay. All right. I appreciate that. Um, so let's talk about the things that we found fascinating this week. I do this with. Of my more mm. recent guests, it's like what are what what hat in the past week or so have you found interesting, fascinating, of note, remarkable? It could be somebody you want to shout out to. It could be anything at all. Wow! Um, literally, it's literally a break. The to world's talk about. my oyster right now. The world is your oyster. You can talk about literally anything. Your choice will be judged. I'm joking. That's that's usually. I was yeah. like pressure. Okay. Go ahead. Hmm. And if you aren't ready, I could start. Wow. One thing that fascinated me this week. Mm-hmm. I'm so overwhelmed. Five. By the thought. I just, okay, you go first. You know. I said, okay, all right. Don't think about you. All right, so something that also overwhelmed me this week, a different kind of being overwhelmed, was a uh, governor in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is uh, Rok- Okorocha Rok- Rokas. Rochas. Whatever his name is, I'm I, I'm so upset I can't I can't even pronounce his name. Something. Right now. Something. 
but he's a Nigerian uh, governor. And just let's just note that in his state, he hasn't done very well, hasn't built any infrastructure, hasn't paid tons of salaries, but has apparently erected mm. a huge statue to who? Jesus? No, not Jesus. Mm. Nelson Mandela? No, not Nelson Mandela. Okay. MLK? Mm, no. I'm hearing really not good names, MLK. but it's like, no. Barack Obama? That would have been even <laughs> kind of nice, not to be honest. To himself? That might have been even better at this point. Ooh. He built a statue to Jacob Zuma. Are you serious? I shit you not. Wait, like, are you serious? I shit you not. Why would he do that? I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, everybody involved fucked up because <laughs> somebody brought it up. <laughs> like, they were like, who should we build a statue for? Somebody brought, like, they were, they, they brainstormed wow. this shit. Somebody was like, Jacob Zuma. Who? Wow. He doesn't have a statue in South Africa. <laughs> Be like, what? What? I'm appalled by this. That, that's insane. I'm. Why? Did he say why? No. He probably said some bullshit. There's no wow. why. There's like. I mean, yeah. There's no there's, good why. There is nothing you can possibly it's really say. Choice. I mean, and then it's like, hey, we're building the statue of Robert Mugabe. Like, it's like, kid, what? Yeah. Who thought about that? Who's who's? Yeah, and rumor is that he's built a bunch of them, so there that haven't been unveiled. So, I mean, first of all, this did not start well. So, if you were trying, like, if this was a high, right. we are, we are, so we're in. Like, also, in, can you pay my salary? Like, yeah. Can you pay some salary? God damn, like, dude, I am building statues left and right. That's how we ask you for, you piece of, it just, it just made me so emotional, honestly, this week. Uh, and I was like, are we truly hopeless? <laughs> I'm just like, because, because it wasn't like you didn't know, like, there were resources. Right. And you're like, okay, we got some resources. What? what should I use these resources for? And that was the thing that occurred to you. And I'm not going to make the equivalency of how much the statues could have, you know, done for the people or made the roads or paid the salaries. But at the end of the day, your job as a leader, a public leader, is to do things in the best public interest of people. Mm-hmm. And that is simply not the case. And we've become so flawed in our leadership, especially in, especially in Nigeria. And actually by me saying, so that's probably even offensive to many other countries, but, mm-hmm. but that you can't forget why you're there. You yeah. know, it's not about the position. It's about what you're trying to do for the people. And we just need to get, we, just, we need to, we need to, we need to beat the shit out of our leaders. Like this is If we radical, had ways like, to keep them more accountable. I that's know. honestly the problem. Because here in the United States, while we're imperfect, yes. while we are imperfect, yes, yes. we do have checks and balances that actually work. And they're currently working. And yeah. it's showing us that. And we a lot of us are like, thank you know. Thank other people God. have power who are not the president. I know. And that's and important. And a lot of other places that's just, you know, on paper that's true. That's but, I mean, yeah, they he had a national assembly, he has a state exactly. house and all of the above. Somebody should have said something, mm-hmm. like as far as I'm concerned. Um and then a lot in a lot of places those things are just seen as formalities. But um that is the thing that blew my mind this week. Um yeah. Sorry that it had to be a absurd one but wow that's yeah that's extremely random and yeah. i don't know what to do with that it caught, it caught me off guard too I was, I was like wait what and then i spent like the first 30 minutes of searching through the news hoping it wasn't true i was like no god please let this be a rumor against this <laughs> no, fine man it's probably fake news no i was like yeah this guy this guy was like man pictures and videos and the, and the whole inauguration party and shit wow. stupid 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 man 
But yes, please continue. Yeah. Okay, so with me, so I have one that's like really dark, you know, but okay. that highly impacted me. Sure. But then yeah. I also have one that's just a light personal thing. Sure. So you can pick either one. Start. Do, you're gonna do both at this point. Really? Yeah, you have to. Okay, you I'm gonna just, keep the dark yeah. one like G-rated though, because it was oh. pretty gruesome. Okay. Um. So we both love the podcast, The Daily, yes. by the New York Times. Yes, yes. Michael Barbaro, shout uh, out to you. Your Michael, voice in the please morning. listen to us and Hello. just like give us both Michael Barbaro. jobs you, working I on know, your podcast. Your voice, dude. Right. Oh my God. Okay. Sings to my soul. All right. Yes. I'm Michael Barbaro, and this is I, The Daily. I just, <laughs> I just love the way he says the time. It's 704 a.m. And you're like, oh my God. He's like, yes, right. Jesus. You are right. 704. <laughs> I'm listening to this the next day, but at 704 a.m., shit, you bet you best believe whatever time you say it is, it is, Michael Barbaro. Go ahead, sir. Let's, let's go. Like, yes, let's yes, go. Yes. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. I, okay, so on his podcast, um, you know, he has been doing a good job kind of highlighting these Rohingya refugees mm-hmm. in Myanmar and. Gosh, they had a profile about this young woman who, long story short, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was really sad. It was, I was just like, wow. So basically, you know, some soldiers came into her house, took her and her family outside. All these men were lined up in the village, all these women. They just killed all the men, like slit their throats and or shot them. And then the women, and her in particular... They took her baby, threw it in a fire, yep. and then, like, game raped her. And I was just like, wow, people, I don't know, it's just crazy to me that, like, this suffering, such intense suffering is happening all the time, right. but I'm not living in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, it's... that was really disturbing. Yeah. All right, you got to bring up the movie now because, yeah. I know. I'm really sorry. I remember. I, I told you it was dark. I remember why, I, like, I, I literally paused work for the 10 minutes it took me to listen to that segment. Right? Because it was just like, uh, It was literally like the worst case scenario. All the worst things all in the, the world that could happen to you yeah. happened to this woman. Know, like, please pray for her, good thoughts, everything. Right. And all of those um, people. Because they're really suffering. Right. Also, mm-hmm. let's, while we're, while we're dark. While we're, While we're dark. Um, there was an explosion, mm-hmm. a car bomb, in... Hold on, I should know this. It's okay. What? I said it's okay. That's it's, why we have the internet. I know. I don't want to... I don't... Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't want to assume, but... Yes, in Somalia. I was about to say Somalia anyways, but I was like, God, that like, ends sure up being though. like be somewhere else. Man. Yes, yes, yes. But Which is yes, good. It is good. I try to be very accurate. Right. This is a trusted news organization. Yes, um, exactly. You know, we we're building a brand. We're building a brand. Anyways, um, Somalia, there is a car bombing that killed up to 300 people. Mm-hmm. This past week, mm-hmm. um, just absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. It was probably a terrorist. Ter- it was, mm-hmm. I mean, a car bomb. It's a terrorist attack. Sure. Um, and the story coming out of there now is that a lot of those students were, a lot of people there were students preparing oh. to help improve their countries. Just oh gosh, just profoundly tragic. So situation. like even if, the future leaders. I know, I know, and, and even if it wasn't, you know, every human life is 
is precious and sure. having something happen like that at that scale um, yeah. is, is just absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think, yeah, that's the deadliest single attack in Somalia's history. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, and Al-Shabaab is just, I think they're the ones who claimed credit for it. Mm-hmm. And it's terribly tragic and, you know, guys, keep them in your thoughts. Yeah. And prayers end um, as soon as information comes out about how you can support, because I'm about that thoughts, prayers, and money life. Mm-hmm. Um, put, so true. Yeah, put some money up, you know, give a dollar, encourage somebody else to give a dollar mm-hmm. um, or more, and, you know, actually help out. Yeah. Um, thoughts and prayers are wonderful, uh, but... Followed by action? Yes, yes. That's, you've rounded it up. You've tied the bow on, on mm-hmm. the, on the uh, sentiment. Um, all right, yes, back to you. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we talked about the dark thing. Yes, we talked about Now you want to know about the light thing. Yes. So yes. you were actually there. So I hosted Me? a party oh, okay, on Saturday. Okay. And I hosting is one of my most impassioned hobbies. Uh, I love to host. Yep. Because. Really? Yeah. That is so good. Thank you. That is good. So, yeah, I love to host because I like to create atmosphere. And I like to see how people respond to that atmosphere. Okay. And I like to see kind of unexpected relationships because in my mind I might think okay I'm inviting these people I think this person's going to get along with this person I think these two people are going to get along but then when the party actually happens it's like oh those two people have been talking for an hour cool they must really like each other but in my head I wouldn't have paired them together uh so who, who did it who was that who was that gonna be Jennifer and Rachel who was Jennifer so they were two redheads do you remember there were three redheads I wasn't actually out there paying attention to people's hair colors. I'm, I'd, it's okay. That's a good okay. thing. Why did you think I would get along with Jennifer and Rachel? Because. Well, here's the thing. I think you can get along with a lot of people. Honestly. Yeah, right. I do. Continue. Sorry, See? sorry. I will. I told, See? Let me tell my ego down real quick. Okay. They can't hear me. Okay, anyway. So, so. <laughs> I'm like, podcasters cannot see that you just flicked your eyebrows. That was ultimately very strange, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's keep it going. Let's, yeah. We can move past that. Okay. And clear off and Gabe. Yes. You, so. Um. Yeah. You and Gabe right. love each other, so. Gabe listening, he should call you right now. Shout out to you, Gabe. Just. It's yeah. been a few days, but I miss you already. Right? Um, I'll tell him tomorrow. I'll see him at work. Okay, good. Um, Alright. Back to business. Back to business. So we were talking Back about to... the hopeful facets. Yes, the hopeful the things politics. that make you excited. The things Absolutely. that make you... Um, if they're, if they're, and let's, let's talk about this statistically first. Sure. And then talk about it like what you're, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. What you're what, what's, what you're hearing from the streets. What's happening. From the, from the, the streets. What's, what's popping. Absolutely. In the... Ghettos. Yes. As yeah, we call them. Yeah. So, um, statistically, you mentioned some indicators already. First of all, that the vast majority of your population is not about to die, mm-hmm. which is always a phenomenal thing. It's going to be so interesting to see how Africa as a whole right. is affected by the fact that we have so many young people. Do you think that Uganda is in a position for that to be a very good thing, or a potentially catastrophic thing? Honestly, I think both at the same time. Um, I think right now we have someone named Bobby Wine. Mm-hmm. He's a big celebrity in Uganda. Okay. 
turned parliamentarian. What, how is he a celebrity? What was he a celebrity for? So he's a singer. He's an Ooh. entertainer. Okay? Like, you know, you go watch Jay-Z in concert. Right. You go watch Bobby Wine in concert. What's like his top track? Well, one of his top tracks is Situka, which Situka. was right after the presidential elections. Okay. Now, here's the thing. A lot of uh, Ugandan celebrities don't really speak out about politics, mm-hmm. but he, he does. Speaks out. And this song in particular came out right after the 2016 presidential elections. Ooh. And it was basically a challenge to Ugandans to like do something about the mm-hmm. fact that we have a lot of corruption. Do something about the fact that we have a lot of injustice. All right. So he's kind of a brave guy. So okay. in April of this year, runs for parliament, okay, doing like a door-to-door campaign, mm-hmm. wins. So he's elected to his seat and starts his term in July, and he's already had a bunch of impact. Wow. Jeez, now this is... Did he have political experience prior to that, or... He didn't, but he just saw what was happening around him, and he was like, I need to be in government. This is the way to make change. So I'm okay. going to run. That's how old is he? Ooh, how old is he? I think he's in his early 40s. Early. I can check this super quick. But generally, like, youngish. Not, not like yeah, he's young. Is, he's okay. not as old as Musabi. Oh, look at me aging him. I'm so sorry. Okay. 35. 35? And I thought he was in his early 40s. He's 35. Wow. So, is he... Homeboy? Young, young that looks old, or... No, he looks young. Young that Like, he looks like he has mature. swag. Like, oh. he looks like your classic Afropolitan... Afro-Politan. Young man, you know, okay. in his little tailored suit. Okay, little so, tailored suit. He's okay. very posh. First of all, oh, first of all, what? I was, I was gonna say, like, we should have a conversation on why women add little, like, your. I see what you, I see you with your little hat. It's like this hat is big as hell. My <laughs> head is big as hell. What do you mean, little? You. That's a huge. whole other. I don't know podcast why. Episode. That is, that is, and people, people use whole to qualify stuff. It's like you, uh, that's what you got you a whole ass baby. What? <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I didn't get a half one, guys. Give, but, no yeah. three quarter babies so available. There, there so I lot, just got the whole. There are a lot of sayisms, especially in the in the black and African community here yes. in, in the United States. That next episode confused me. Yes. Yeah, so so next episode we'll we'll have a conversation about it. Um. So. But yeah, so Bobby Wine. Right, right. Okay. Is he indicative of a trend or a outlier? I think he's indicative of a possible revolution. Whoa. The guy before him. Whoa. Can I can I get that one more time? He's indicative, indicative of a possible revolution because I haven't seen that last word. Sorry. The reason I say that word, okay. which is very strong, is because I haven't seen this much like fire and passion mm-hmm. in people in Uganda government in a long time. Really? So in terms of the way people are responding to him, like he's very well loved. Okay. Very well loved, and even this brawl that happened in Parliament. Was um, he the one who did this? Atypical. No. Oh. Now that's a good question. I don't think so because I feel like Cause I didn't that read would, that in reports. Okay, because that would fit the bill. Really that would be awesome. That would be, that would be phenomenal. If it was. He could put like love the, it. himself flying and the right. on his poster for like, yeah. sort of kicking out. But corruption. he's already like been arrested and been attacked at his home. Arrested and attacked. Yeah, and Jeez. he's only he hasn't even been in government wow. for a year. Wow. You know, so he he is perceived as a threat. Right, which is both a bad thing potentially, but also a good thing. Yeah. It means you have clout. Now here's the thing. Yeah. He's not scared because he said in this tweet, October third, mm-hmm. he said. This is right after he got arrested. Nothing can stop an idea whose time has come. Well, if you kill one, perhaps a thousand more will rise up. The world is watching. Wow. And I was like, wow, you're not scared, are you? That's 
That is impressive. Both impressive and absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. I... Do you think that, and this is just something I've kind of battled with internally, do you think that a willingness to risk your life mm. for the country is necessary for radical progress? Ooh. It's, it seems to be a trend. I think so, honestly. Because people don't want things to change. People naturally want things to stay the same. Especially the people who are being benefited by what's staying the same. Some people are not being benefited by the status yeah. quo, but it's comfortable and they know it, so they want to keep it. But, but, but some a, people are, you know... I totally get that, but if you look at the vast majority of African countries, actually, you could probably argue very easily, maybe mm-hmm. almost all of them, the vast majority of people are disadvantaged. Yes, the definitely. Uh, my question has always been, what makes them far less likely to risk their lives or, you know, start a serious form of revolt that might not be necessarily violent, mm-hmm. but maybe, you know, hey, we're going to... Make sure we win out all the parliamentary seats mm-hmm. so that the people who haven't done such a bad job before sure. don't get power again. You know, just a sudden reaction, big shifts. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, things that are indicative that the populace actually has power, like the culture, like the, exactly, turning a tide. exactly. How, hmm. how come those things haven't happened? think you need someone to make it happen like even if a lot of people might feel like they want that to happen kind of like you were saying about being able to lay down your life and being willing to lay down your life like are you willing to actually devote all of your time all of your energy to this cause because i feel like most revolutionaries in history have been willing to To go that mile you know right because a lot of people are doing like social justice plus their job Social right. justice plus their family. Okay, yeah. Social justice plus their nine to five. You know, or their nine to five plus. Something. Yeah. Right. But it seems like these people are like, okay, this is my cause. I'm all in. Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm and everyone in. can't do that. I don't right. think everyone can do that. Right. And it, yeah, it always feels very tough to because, you know, the fundamental human need, where am I going to eat from? Like, you know. Exactly. If I don't have this job and all those kind of things. And right. Like, look, I'm just trying to pay my bills. Right. I always feel like it's almost always somewhat spiritual to make that kind of decision. I agree. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because you believe in it that much. You really do. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well. But it seems like Bobby Wine. He's that guy. So far, it looks like he's at least causing a ruckus. He is perceived to be a threat. And I don't know. It's only been a few months. Right. So I think that's. There's something to be said about that. What would be the best outcome of this situation? You see, that's really hard for me to know because I always think of Uganda in terms of coups. Okay. I never think of Uganda in terms of, like, legit elections when it comes to transfer of power because it hasn't happened. Jeez, that's a good point. So, wow. you know, I want to say they don't remove the age limit. Mm-hmm. And Museveni says, hey guys, I'm not running again, but right. history shows that's probably not going to happen. Okay. It could, but I don't know if there's a pretty way mm. well, for a transfer of power here. What would you say is the most, you already started to speak on this, but what would you say is the most likely outcome? I would say he dies. Whoa. Or mm-hmm, okay. he dies. Or he's overthrown. Or he transfers power to someone close to him, like his son. Hmm. Um, 
those, and it's hard as a journalist too, especially, I feel like I'm not an optimistic person. Right. right. I'm just kind of like, this is what it is. This is what I've seen. Right. That's how I work. So it's like, based on what I've seen, that's what happens. Okay. So, my final question, my final question. I always like to end optimistically, as you can tell. Can we please? I'm a very Bring it back up, because I'm not good at that, and I apologize. That's fine. That's fine. But, hey, I'm not asking you questions, so you take this wherever you need it. I'm serious. It's your fault. Um, If if you were to give a word um, of encouragement of some sorts, Hmm. perhaps based in experience or based in things like Bobby Wine. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I never said his, like, real actual birth name. That's his, I mean, that's his. That's his stage name? Yeah. That's well, I should probably say his real name, right? Okay, go ahead. Okay. Robert Chabulani Sankami. So, Robert, Bobby, okay. That's, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. That's all we got, right? Bobby, yeah, How does that, yeah. I don't know. Hey, make your name So, there's Robert. a story about yeah. him. I mean, Jay-Z's name is Sean Carter. Hey, that's we, true. We don't, point, we don't that's question so that. That's so true. We do not question that. Right. So, um, if you were to say something to encourage lift the spirits a combination hopefully a combination of things that are actually happening sure. and how they should feel mm-hmm. not just go change the world you know trust me i'm not tell them why they should care mm. about it you included tell yourself you know this is i'm really glad you're asking me this because this is something i try to reflect on okay frequently um i think every person should look at their gifts you know we're all naturally good at some things and all naturally passionate about some things. Okay, so what are those things that you're both good at and passionate about? Do them to the best of your ability okay. and invite others into that. Because society is made up of so many different types of people, you know? Absolutely. Like, we're not all going to be politicians, even though that's kind of the face of what happens in government. Yeah. Um, but we change society by being our best selves, I think, honestly. Hmm. And, like, loving people genuinely looking to meet people as individuals and not just as groups. So, you know, me as a young Afropolitan, okay. you know, I try to think of, okay, how is my work impacting my people? Hmm. You know? And how is it impacting your people? Well, you know, I get a lot of random messages from Ugandans, which oh, makes yeah. my day. Aww. Honestly, Africans in general, they're just like, are you African? Then Ugandans are like, you're Ugandan. You know? They're like, it's just so good to, like, hear us being represented on the airwaves, you know? So, that's always a good thing. It would be cool to, like, cover more African-specific topics one day. I'm not there yet in my career, though, so we just have to keep going. We'll see. Maybe we'll make you a really frequent feature on Pod Save Africa. Hey, I got you. Awesome. Mm. Bless up. Uh, Thank you also very much for discussing with me. Thank you. For rattling brains, for slapping knees, as the, uh, the, the British would say. Um, I really appreciate it. I've enjoyed the conversation. I appreciate it, too. So thank you for coming into my home. Yes, thank you for, for hosting me. Um, all right, that is the end of our episode. Guys, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Pod Save Africa. Um, give me that rating on iTunes, please. Please, guys. It helps other mm-hmm. people find the podcast. Um, every week that I get like an additional rating or two, my viewership, my listenership jumps by like fifty people. Oh I'm wow! Serious. 
Yeah. So like, it is really that oh, impactful. People always is. say that, but you don't know. Oh, it is. Now oh, I know. It is. it is. So, um, you know, guys, please give me that rating. If you have a bad rating, you know, just don't. But if you have, <laughs> like, just, if walk you have <laughs> just like walk away, resist, just go home, breathe in, breathe out, and, and forget about me. Uh, but you know, if you have wonderful things to say, constructive things to say as well, um, I'd really appreciate that. Um, thank you for listening as always, and uh, it's been your host, I can't be out here really. Have a fantastic rest of your day, week, month, year. <laughs> Nothing, nothing, boy.